Hello and welcome to episode 33 of GameSpot After Dark, the work from home edition. This is a bit strange. Uh, all of us have returned home for, I don't know, the foreseeable future. And we are going to be doing this podcast out of our houses and over Discord. Well, maybe not Discord. We might tr- change it up. But as of right now, we're doing it over Discord. But joining me this week is Callie Plaguey. Hello. Jean-Luc Seipke. Hello. Lucy James. Hello. And Greg Miller, who you can kind of hear in the background of Lucy's <laughs> setup. Yeah, Greg's recording PS I Love You right now. So sometimes you might hear him yell something about the PS5. I have, uh, yeah, this, is, this is pretty meta. There's layers yeah. on this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's part and parcel of everyone kind of getting used to working from home, I guess, and changing schedules and et cetera, et cetera. Everyone's going through it. Yeah, I imagine there will be a lot of technical hiccups throughout this episode, so bear with us. Uh, I literally set up a camera minutes before, mm-hmm. and it is not a camera meant for webcamming. But, you know, it'll have you, to do. You are That's weirdly, why. like, in a weird amount of high definition. I know, you really <laughs> are. Yeah. the rest well, of us. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Canon C100 that I have, and I tried to set up my, like, uh, digital camera, but it just wasn't working. And I was like, well, Wait, you have to, your, like, set up the big guns. fancy camera on your desk right now? Yes, and it's taking up like seventy five percent of my desk. <laughs> you you also have like a really nice depth of field going on. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's because I'm so close to it too. <laughs> wow, I don't even put on makeup for this. That's how low def mine is. Um, I don't even know if anyone will see the. I don't think any because we're not recording the actual screens. So no one's actually gonna see our faces. We're just doing oh. this so we can well imagine communicate better. Imagine that we all look beautiful. You look great. Yeah. We always I wear do. my uh, mm-hmm. my weed beanie. Uh oh, John, oh, John you're very quiet. quiet. I'm really quiet. Yeah. yeah. I just bumped oh, you up no. to two hundred percent on mine. Oh jeez. Uh, you sound <laughs> you sound, <laughs> you sound like underwater. You're in a small box. <laughs> my yeah, my mic is not even. Hold on. I was wondering why no one was responding to me the whole time I've been talking. It wasn't a collected. Let's all ignore John. <laughs> Hello. I'm leaving. I'm leaving all this in. Yeah, we're definitely going to have some adjustment period because I'm afraid I'm looking at Audacity and it looks like I've been peaking a little bit. So I'm going to try to. Yeah, I've moved my. Hello. Thing. Hey. No, that's still digital. Still pretty quiet. John Luke in a box. <laughs> <laughs> He's. You're just so far away. Since you're working from your home. Hello. Can you hear me? <gasps> oh, oh, my God. Hey. hey. What happened? I have no idea. I love that though. Yeah, uh, I think we're gonna leave it in. I think we're just gonna keep rolling. I, I'm, not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to start over. I was talk. I was talking about my weed beanie and how I can wear it and not get in trouble because <laughs> no one can see it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so bear with us as we get used to this setup. Uh, we'll probably be doing it for the next couple weeks at least. Uh, so I don't know. Do you guys have any? suggestions tips if there's any issues that you guys have noticed please let us know <laughs> apparently i need to fix my microphone uh, let me know if it happens again jesus yeah okay will do. do uh the other thing i do want to mention is that you might see ads start to pop up in GameSpot after dark this is something that another team has been working on for a while uh cbs is trying to kind of get all the podcasts under the same hosting system and part of that means ads automated ads are going into a lot of these episodes we're not entirely sure how it works or when they're going to start rolling out uh however 
there's a good chance that I think starting next month was what they had mentioned before. You might mm. see ads. You might not. They're going to test them out for a little bit. Uh, so bear with us on that. Um, I just want us to get to a stage where we're like doing ads for Casper mattresses, man. I want I know. Blue That's Apron. That's dream. Quip, me undies. Me undies. Need yeah. to get all those infamous like audible. Extreme restraints. Yeah. Audible. What's the other one? Um, Squarespace. Oh, yeah. Squarespace is a big one. Yeah. But yeah, getting to some ad readings. Those are always fun. <laughs> I haven't done those. For... <laughs> I mean, could we do like if they do on uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me where they just go real wacky with it? That's what yeah. I would want to do. Yeah, I feel like that's what we should do. Mm-hmm. I don't think we... Well, I don't know. We could be as funny as them, but they're very funny. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. Sort of I professional mean... comedians, but... I think Uh-oh. I think we're funny. I think John Luke might be suffering. Yeah, um, John Luke's having more issues. The McElroy <laughs> brothers, you know, they are they're not experts in advice giving, but they are experts in being funny. So, are you okay, dude? His mic's gone. Oh no! Everything was working perfectly. Uh, oh. oh, we hear you. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I've literally why spent all day testing this setup, and of course now Classic. it just doesn't want to work. That's okay. This is like the 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 uh, uh, like in terms of like high priority productions, I'd say this is a little bit lower. It's okay if we mess up a little bit and 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 things don't go as planned. But I think that's we're doing why it now. people listen to us is the tangents. Yeah, the, I'd say so. You know. So. Except for that one iTunes review that was like, there's too many tangents. And I was like, well, I can't help you there. Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> uh, anyway, should we just get into what we've been playing? I figure we yeah. have some, I don't know, a lot to talk about considering so a lot of us games. have been shut in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is that is one exciting thing, right? There are mm. three new games that we are going to be talking about this week. Uh, I, I won't say what they are. I might as well just let everyone introduce mm. them one by one. Who wants to go first? I volunteer Ka- Lucy. Oh, I was going to say Callie. Um, okay, because uh, I haven't really put as many hours into this one as I would have liked. Um, but I've been playing some Persona 5 Royal, uh, which I've, I'm only in Kamoshida's Palace, so I'm still super, super early that, um, you know, like a couple hours into the game. So... I'm kind of, It's weird because I, I started playing it again last year because I was... I could barely, I was really excited about it. There were all these trailers and I was like, oh, I could really go for some Persona right now. So I replayed the opening hour. So I have it more fresh in my mind, I guess. And you can see the differences between, you know, they, how they're adding Kasumi into the plot, how they're changing up the gameplay, etc. cetera. Um, it's more fresh in my mind. So, I mean, immediately they've changed that opening uh, when you're in the casino. They changed the route in which Joker takes to escape from the casino because he has this new... Batman grapple gun type thing to fling you around um, palaces now. Uh, Is that the same grapple gun that he's got in Smash Bros? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> um, but you can kind of zip around and they've reworked some of the palace layouts to um, accommodate. So it's not just like you're retreading old ground. You actually feel, oh, they have made substantial changes. And in terms of gameplay, I was talking to Michael about it, who is doing the review of Persona 5 Royal and he's god he must be what 60 odd hours in now it's a huge game as of the as of his writing on monday night yeah so more now 
I'm sure. It's a huge game. And so, like, the, the, the big story changes they made. So, Persona 5 came out uh, 2016? 17. 17. 16 17. In, in... Same year as Breath of the Wild, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I actually reviewed it, gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, you can see it on GameSpot. Um, and so, for me, it's actually quite nice to revisit the game without the pressure of having to review it on me. So, I don't, I don't envy Michael because it's such a huge game. And also there are tons of other things coming out. That, and like when I was doing it, I had, I think I got the code a month before launch because it had been out in Japan for so long. Um, And yeah, it's a huge game. The changes they've made are quite subtle in the very beginning. It's still very much, Persona 5 holds your hand for about 10 hours, I would say, when you're actually playing it. But they've, you know, put Kasumi in some cutscenes. You're introduced to her in a very mysterious capacity in that opening cutscene. Um, but the thing that they've really worked on is gameplay wise. So SP is a really precious commodity in Persona. It's like the mana and it's how you can get your personas to do cool attacks and it often runs out, which is annoying because I'm the type of person who I try to max the social sim side of Persona and try and see as many confidants and build those ranks. And then I try and do a palace in one or two days. Uh, but sometimes if you're really heavy on using your personas, you can't do that because you're out of SP. And if, for example, you don't have enough money or enough SP replenishment items, it's really difficult. But the way that they've been reworking the battle mechanics is that if you level up sort of your baton pass, um, you get an SP increase. There are new items that you can find in palaces to do that. Um, a whole new confidant route uh, with Maruki is basically just improving SP and giving Joker more SP. So... This is super granular, but if you're a Persona fan, you'll like it. All the bloody, all the cool changes that they're making to the game. New music. Ah, they've put a new battle song in. Um, Michael says it's better than Last Surprise. I don't know. I don't Michael know was that. like, "This shit's fire." Michael said, "I don't really have many." <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what Greg just heard. So Something was hilarious. Like the Joker. <laughs> so what I want to do. We have to do this. It's like once this episode goes up, we have to try and time it with PS I Love You to see if we cross over at all. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's like uh, Michael said, I don't have many hot takes, but the new Persona Battle song is better than the last surprise. I was like, okay, I'll see. I'll see, like check with me in 30 hours and see where we're at. Um, a, but overall, it's a spicy one. Yeah. Have you met the. The student counselor yet or does that come until later because that sounds kind of interesting you meet him a... fairly early on fairly okay. early on sorry um and he's he's the confident root that does esp um and oh that is maruki yeah, yeah that's maruki oh, okay okay I didn't, so I didn't the two that. the two new confident roots are maruki and um kasumi, kasumi um but also uh what's his face <laughs> what's his chops uh goro akechi <laughs> what's his face um, is like a separate confidant route now. In the main game, you would level up with him just through story. Now you have to actively go seek him out, and you know you can hang out with him. And he, I don't know, cared for. A do, do they? Does that change those scenes? Do the those original scenes with him still happen? I don't know. I all the scenes because I'm still so early on. The scenes that I've seen him in have been from the main game. It's like when he's with Saye from like at Nijima at the beginning. Um, I haven't got to that point yet. But hmm. Greg's getting excited about save files, I think, in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, honestly, it's for me, it's nice to just sort of dip back into Persona. And I guess we've got a lot more free time now. It's 
it's weird not having a um I know everyone is always like, oh, Persona on, Persona 5 on Switch, when? But honestly, not having a commute anymore is quite nice because I can just sit and mm-hmm. chuck some hours into it. Um, so I'm excited to take it at, at, at pace, but at the same time, you know, like the Resident Evil demo's out, Animal Crossing's out, I've got Doom loaded and I want to play that. And I wonder, I wonder if I'll fall off it, but I hope the changes to the story are going to be big enough. But I'm a little concerned that they come so late because they have a whole new semester. So it's like you play through Persona 5 again with a changed battle mechanics, but then you get the the new dungeon and all that stuff. But anyway, Persona 5, great game. Some would say yeah. superb. Oh, superb. Guess what? That's, what, true. that's what a 9 out of 10 is. Uh, oh. I do want to shout out uh, Michael's early review impressions video that mm. he did. Um, I think it's really charming. It's a cute video. He talks so a lot charming. about the, the stuff in, in the earlier stages of the game that's different and then um there's a lot with kasumi that you kind of have to wait for that he's still waiting to check out before he mm. does the full review and gives it a score and everything like that yeah but i really enjoyed that video i was yeah i was in with him and evan when they were filming it and he was just having such a good time yeah uh, just chatting about it he's so cute uh, oh speaking of upcoming persona content though we shot an episode of audiologues uh for persona 5 royal with um Sojima-san, who is the character designer, and we went to Japan, we got to go to Atlas, and he's worked on pretty much every Persona game, and it's kind of crazy, and he talks about Kasumi, so look out for that. That's my pimping of content over, too. It's very good. Thank you. Jean-Luc, you are a big Persona fan as well. Do you plan on playing Royal, or uh, yeah. are you just going to leave it at P5? No, I'm, I'm totally planning. Can you hear me, by the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, no, I, it was funny. I was actually talking with my brother about it, about how originally we were like, yeah, we want to play it, but, you know, don't know if I have enough time. And then we're both like, well, got a lot of free time now. So, uh, no, I'm I'm actually really excited to, to jump back in. I did a, a um, like, an impressions, not impressions, like a, yeah, yeah, it was like an impressions video with Michael uh, back at a preview event a month ago. And just, like, cutting that, I was like, wow love persona 5 so much so i'm i'm really excited to to dive back into that one cool yeah i i don't know if i can do it again <laughs> as much as i love that game that's fair that's uh, uh that's, that's valid 100 and whatever hours but i don't know i i it sounds like you know well i'll have a lot of free time so maybe i'll be like you know what i feel like dipping back into persona 5 still though to finish that game again that'd be a big ask i will probably do what i did last time and like just sit there a giant bottle of diet coke like a huge pack of just like crap food and just try and plow because i mean i love that game but there is a bit towards the end where it is just relentless and i think that's the word i used to describe it in my review it's just Mm -hmm. like where are you i'm not going to spoil the place that you are but you just go it's like boss 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 and no respite at all not i hope they've changed that <laughs> you really hope they've i changed was that. before they shut down the office i was talking to evan and michael and evan had mentioned he's he's one of our he's our intern uh and he mentioned that he didn't know that there was baton pass or that you could get baton pass and i was like how did you get through the final like couple fights because that is the only way i got through them was by swapping out my party because 
that was is, is rough. There's that and one boss like, fight in particular. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> that's based around like uh, weakness swapping. So like you have to baton swap yeah. to to do it correctly. So props to him. Jesus Christ. Baton pass yeah, he... also a move in Pokemon. Ooh. Oh, that's true. Anyway, uh, that's Persona Five Royal uh, or Royale. No Royal. No, I got royal. it right, huh? Yeah, it's royal. Royal. a Royale is the thing with cheese. Um, all right well looking forward to future updates on your persona 5 royal progress lucy (laughs) it's my Uh, ongoing jean-luc you've been playing a new game that people are excited for as well yeah i've been playing doom eternal uh are you guys looking forward to Doom? Are, are, are oh, you guys yeah. planning on? Yeah, I've, yep. yeah. I've, I've got it. Uh, I'm going to wait until this weekend to delve in. I think it's too much for a school night. I'm scared. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. It's it's a very intense game. I mean, pretty much like uh, every, it's it, like the best way I could describe it is just like everything about the first game just feels like ratcheted up. I think it's a game that feels incredibly like confident in what it is like you can tell like the developers like uh if you've ever watched like danny's like no clip doc on the making of doom 2016 you can kind of tell yeah it's small uh, small youtube guy (laughs) (laughs) uh there's a sense in that doc that like they they spent a really long time trying to figure out what that game was and a lot of it like a lot of the things that people love about it like its satirical tone kind of came together really last minute this game feels way more confident, like just from the get-go. It, it, it feels like the developers just knew exactly what they wanted the game to be and what they, how they wanted to do it. Like everything from just like the the shooting to like the enemy design to like the balance of combat just feels like so on point. Um, it, it's one of those things where like I love Doom 2016, and I don't think I could ever go back and play it now because of just like how good uh, this is. It sounded like you fell off a cliff very slowly. <laughs> what? <then. laughs> oh my god! Really? Oh, I'm sorry. Christ. Could you see? Uh, we all like, we all just leaned in a little bit, even though we're all wearing <laughs> headphones. Uh, and the problem is, I'm pretty sure that showed up on the recording too. So I'm sure the oh, audience. No. Uh, uh, this is great. Well, Jake, that's be an interesting edit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could. We could still hear you. Like that's Yeah, good. we could still hear you. It wasn't like before. Oh boy! Uh, and it, yeah, uh, D- Doom's good. Doom's <laughs> <laughs> good. Doom's good. I like it a whole lot. Uh, I I think I I was telling it to you guys yesterday when we were like testing it out. But I I really love the um, environmental design is is a lot better. Like it, the first la- Doom twenty sixteen had like the three same environments. It was like Mars outdoors, Mars inside base, and then hell. Um, and I, those eventually got kind of tiring. Like this, every level feels different. Um, you have, and and it's like, they, they kind of just go nuts with it where like you have demons invading earth, but then you have like, okay, we're going to go to this like weird alternate dimension planet of like ancient, uh, fantasy, like almost like crusaders who like fought demons and, and like, it really gets into that weird uh, like almost Lovecraftian um, kind of aesthetic that reminds me a lot of like the original Quake. Like it feels like they really dug down and just said like, let's see how 
weird and out there we can get with the story. I can tell my VO is dropping again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the levels. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, <laughs> uh, out, out of curiosity, have you yeah. finished the game yet? I did. I did. It took me about uh, 12 hours. To oh, okay. That, that's, that's what I was curious about because I when I demoed it, I played for around four hours or so, and they're like, "Yeah, you're not even like." A quarter of the way through the game and i was like uh this i'm worried about the le- i was worried about the length because i, I think would... i've said it before i really like doom 2016 but i could not just sit there and play that game i could only do like a level a day mm. i think part of that was because of like what you're saying how the environments were kind of repetitive uh but yeah I-, I was curious about doom eternal in terms of like i guess my stamina of playing it because before i just like i, I could only do one at a time as much as i enjoyed it yeah, totally. I remember them saying, if I could see my levels. Yep, come on. Get back up. Up. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, Jake. What you need to do, Jean-Luc, is you mm-hmm. need to control your voice to match okay, when yeah. it starts I to drop. I need to start screaming when the levels drop. Okay, so, yes. Uh, I, I also was at a preview event where they said a similar thing to me, Jake, and... Um, I was also worried that the length was going to be too much, but it's totally not like it, it, it feels about the same length as that previous one. Um, like it was, it was 12 hours and it, by the time it ended, it felt like it was ending at the right time. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm definitely excited to check it out. Yeah, me too. Uh, and the review in progress is up already, right, Kelly? Sure is. Um, the, so as of this episode going up, the, uh, Multiplayer will be live. So we didn't have access to the multiplayer pre-release. We'll have access to it when the game launches on Friday, aka today, if you're listening to this. Um, and so Phil Hornshot will be checking out the multiplayer over the weekend, and you should see the final review, but you can read basically full impressions of the single player on GameSpot right now. And if you can hear those sirens, they found me, and they're going to come take me away. <laughs> Can you hear them? They are so loud. I'm so sorry. I barely hear it. Yeah, it can't be as bad as my old apartment. Come on. Let me check. I want to check Citizen. I want to see what's popping off. Jake, Jake, would, Jake would remember because I used to live right next to a hospital and my, my windows had no installation. So anytime or insulation and anytime anyone would like be playing a game with me. You would hear everything, and it was just yeah. dude. We'd be playing Siege, and I'd hear sirens. And this was when I like first started playing Siege, so I'd be like, "Wait, is that is that in the game? Should I, what should what I operator ability is that? <laughs> is it like Lion? Should I freeze?" Uh, John Luke, do you plan on playing Doom's multiplayer at all? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm really curious to check it out, uh, especially because Michael and you seemed like pretty positive on it from that preview event. Um, we're gonna play it for Community Fridays, which. Uh, I guess if you're watching this at the time this is airing, then um, we're going to be doing that on 2 p.m. Um, Pacific time on Friday. But I'm curious to check it out. I don't know if I'm going to play it much more than like the weekend. I-, I don't know if it has enough legs for that, but I'm at least curious to, to try it out. Yeah, from from what I played, it seemed like a fun like side activity. I don't know if it's the kind of multiplayer you'd sink hundreds of hours into because it didn't seem like there was much progression there, at least in terms of like upgrading your class or your or your uh, Doom Slayer. Because right when you start, you have access to pretty much all of your 
Doomslayer weapons and all of the available demons. And it, it was interesting because it was like a, a tense back and forth between the demons and the Doomslayer. But man, you really have to be on top of your shit. You really have to know how to play Doom, I feel like, if you're going to do that. Because me, as someone who'd only played a couple hours and only familiarized myself with a handful of weapons, jumping into that multiplayer was incredibly difficult. And maybe also it was because we were playing with people who had been testing it and already oh, it sure. and they knew what they were doing. But uh, I, I like I can't imagine trying to balance that mode because it, it seems like it, it would be really difficult. Um, but they when we talked to them, they were like, yeah, we think we've got it in a place that at least at launch should be balanced. Obviously, things could change. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm curious to see if that has legs to it because it was pretty neat um, and... I don't know. They said it sounded like they were going to continue to support it. Mm. So it could be interesting to see where that goes. But yeah, I don't know if it's for me. I think I'm just going to do the Doom Eternal single player and call it at that. God, I was watching um, I was watching Dave Jewett do um, some like nightmare mode single player gameplay with no HUD. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ. It yeah. looks, <laughs> I mean, I don't think we shout out Dave enough for how good he is at first person shooters. Yeah. He's his reflexes are unreal and like watch it's it be on youtube like by now all the stuff that dave has done and it's crazy like i was getting anxiety just from watching it shout out to dave yeah shout out to dave uh one shout thing I, I i also wanted to mention um about the game that's kind of weird is it takes its story super seriously this time like the the thing it's kind of weird i go back and forth on it we're like doom 2016 like a lot of the thing people remember about it is that it was like it wasn't taking itself too seriously like you know the the doom slayer just like breaks everything and and you know doesn't listen to what everyone's saying this one it's like there there is definitely some satirical stuff there's this really good like uh hologram of the 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 uac that like has a lot of like that kind of like jokey like tech jargon but about hell but otherwise it's like this very self-serious story that has like a lot of lore and you got to look at the codex to understand what's happening i kind of love it in that it's like it's so self-serious that it really does remind me of those like old 90s shooters but i think if you're somebody who was used to just like how tongue-in-cheek the first one was you're kind of going to be thrown off by it yeah that's interesting i wonder if their thinking was like oh Doom 2016, like, like, like we could have, like, another big franchise here. So we have to figure out how we can build out this world without, you know, maybe that just led to them making a more serious maybe, yeah. game, which is interesting. Uh, anyway, moving on. Callie, what have you been up to this week? Um, or the past couple weeks, I guess. For a while, I've been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, my review in progress is live. Um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting because I've been playing for, I'm on day 20 now and there's so much that I feel like I haven't seen. And I I feel like I've been doing a ton. Like I, at, on day like 16, I hit 80 hours, 16 or 17. So I haven't checked in a couple days, but, um, that's a lot of hours Mm. to still have nooks, cranny and, to, you know, like there's building upgrades I haven't gotten yet. So I'm, I'm kind of concerned about that. Um, I'm worried that the upgrade is time gated from what I can tell from, 
from people I've talked to, it, it could take a really long time. Because so, you're not time skipping, are you? I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't like mm. doing that in Animal Crossing. Um, it makes me feel like the cops Icky. are going to come get me. <laughs> but I've talked to people who have time skipped, and, and it seems... I mean, I don't know. To, to be fair, I think time skipping is... is that's like cheating in Animal Crossing, I feel mm. like. I feel like you're really cheating yourself if you're not yeah. give, playing it day by day. Because there's something really special just about about like watching your town grow every day and seeing how things change. And I, and I feel like if you're just skipping ahead, like I understand some people probably had to do it in order to, I don't know, for their reviews or for previews and guides and whatnot. But I would, if you plan on getting this game, I wouldn't recommend skipping ahead. But, you know, you play it however you like. Yeah, I would not. Um, but generally I am really enjoying it. It's uh, something that I really like about it is the way the new systems incorporate with the existing Animal Crossing core, like loop of daily tasks and chores. So like um, crafting was one I was really, really nervous about. I've said that before, um, but I think it, it works so well because like I thought it would be a ton of resource gathering and that you wouldn't be able to to get the kind of cool, unique, like go to the store, see what's there every day. Um, but you still have that because there's some stuff you can't craft. There's like bespoke furniture basically. And then there's like your, the, your set of things you can craft and that expands, uh, that library expands over time. And then the actual gathering of materials for crafting just is part of my daily set of things that I've done for years in Animal Crossing games. Like you would hit rocks every day, right? Because one of the rocks has money in it every day. Now I hit all the rocks partially because I'm trying to find the money one, but also because there's resources in those rocks. So it's like, this is a chore that I, I'm used to doing that has become more lucrative. Um, so that, that task becomes more meaningful because you get more out of it. Or like shaking trees. Uh, I would shake trees in previous games because you can catch wasps, you can sell wasps for a lot of money. There's furniture in some trees, there's bells in some trees. Now there's also tree branches. Um, which you can use to craft like uh, tools is a big one that you would craft with that and tools are breakable so it's important to have a good supply of tree branches um so that's just it's it's just part of something i would already be doing so it doesn't feel like this huge extra thing i have to occupy my time with that said it does give you more to do if it's like like some you know because i'm stuck at home i'm like well i might as well chop wood I might as well chop every tree and get as much stock up on wood because maybe tomorrow I won't have time to get more wood, like <laughs> doing stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I like that it just feels natural. It feels like a natural extension um, of what Animal Crossing already is about. And um, I got the clown villager, the sheep that looks like a clown. I got him. Oh, really? Yeah. He lives in my town now. Mira moved out and then the clown villager moved in? Yeah. So I had a villager Dang. who was like, I'm going to move out. And I was kind of like, I want to see what happens. She wasn't like, she was fine. So I let her move out. And then I went to, you can go to like deserted islands using uh, Nook Miles, which is a separate currency. Um, and like, I went, to, and the first one I went to, Pietro was there. And I was like, do you want to live with me? Please, please. <laughs> His, I love how those conversations go down too. Whenever you meet a villager on island, you're like, you're just basically like, you should live with me. And they're like, that's a great idea. And <laughs> they like pack up all their things and they're there the next day. Yeah. And also his catchphrase is honk honk. 
<laughs> um, have you seen Rolled yet? No. I haven't. On I've Watch. seen Rolled. <gasps> Do you have? Okay, Rolled? so so it was so Ben Jenka, his roommate has a collection of the cards. So so once you get. Once you get the camping site in Animal Crossing New Horizons, you can mm-hmm. basically scan amiibo cards mm-hmm. and then they'll come and visit if they're in the game, we think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ben's roommate had the rolled card. So I was like, I'm getting rolled in here right now. Yes. So I brought rolled in, talked to him a little bit. He had me make something for him. So I made something for him. And I was like, hey, do you want to move to my town? And he was like, ask me next time. <gasps> and I was like, well, we're about to lock down the office. So I, there won't be a next time. So it's either now or never. So I don't have oh. rolled in my town, but I did meet him, and he is perfect. He's he's, he's great. His catchphrase is buddy. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm gonna download it and because what it locks 9 p.m. Eastern, 9 9 p.m. our time. So yeah, yeah. I I would start that night just because yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you won't get until the next day. So if you wait a day, you won't get like the museum prepped and stuff like that. I mean. It's not like I've got a lot on. Yeah. Post, I've changed my work hours, man. By 5 p.m., I'm done every day. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with all this time? No commute. Play, play Animal Crossing. Yeah, and that's kind of what I've been doing. I Oh, I also do want to mention the Nook Miles system because I think it's really Ooh. smart. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically like a separate currency that, and you have like a, you have like a phone, a mobile phone in the, smartphone, that's the word, in-game called the Nook phone. And it has Ooh. an app and the app tracks your like nook miles you get like stamps for different things but it's like stuff you would be doing anyway so like fishing you get stamps for like getting a certain amount of fish so it's just like an extra benefit to the things you're already doing um and you get to spend them on on cool abilities like the tool wheel and new hairstyles and uh, i'm really worried about shampoodle i don't know if harriet's gonna have a job because you can change your hairstyle at any time oh shit I'm yeah. I'm holding out hope that there's like a set of like more extravagant and wild hairstyles and colors that only she can do. Because uh, right now, I have all of the hairstyles and colors that you can get through the Nook Miles program, but I still feel like it's kind of lacking. Like even you, Cal, you were mentioning that there were some hairstyles that have been in Animal Crossing games previous but aren't in this one. Yeah, like the you know the cowlick hairstyle where it's like the two pigtails and then the girl she has like one pigtail on the top of her head. Like that's I haven't seen that, and it's like Maybe that's not like a super cute hairstyle, but that's like one of the starting hairstyles. Mm. That yeah, said, I, I do have some dope wigs and hats. <sighs> I got the crown. That's a million bells. Ooh. You bought it. I bought it. Dang. I am on the final house upgrade. It Balling. is two million four hundred ninety-eight thousand bells. Um, and it is the last one. And if I finish my house up payments before Nook's Cranny upgrades, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's another interesting thing that I don't think you've mentioned. Or did you mention how Nook's Cranny for either of us has not upgraded yet? And we're almost like, what? We're almost 30 days in. We've paid off a majority of our debt. It's kind of wild. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. Although I can see, so like, we know LaBelle is in the game. I haven't seen LaBelle yet, but I've seen some hints about LaBelle. So I, there, I yeah. know there's more coming. I also just want to brag, we started in February, at the tail end of February, so we caught some fish you won't be able to get until November. Damn. So 
that was really exciting. So maybe do time travel. <laughs> <laughs> you want those fish in particular. You want those fish. Or, or you could visit uh, Ed or Jess's island. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Southern Hemisphere. Or, Jake, you have a burner. I have a burner account that's in the Southern Hemisphere, too. So you can just visit that one. (laughs) Tell everybody what you named it. Burnerton. Because I couldn't fit Burnertown because it was one character too many. So I I cut the W and just called it Burnerton. Yeah. My my island is named Midori, which is what my New Leaf town was named. Because I didn't think of Johto soon enough. So... Uh, my boyfriend's named his town, but I- no, he hasn't named it Butt Island. He joked about Butt Island, uh, but he's named his Florida too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I saw him tweet that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do you want to know what I named my island? You're not. Pen. No. Rivia. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I saw that in a tips video and I, I yeah. remember on frame, I circled it. I was like, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm going to name mine. Ooh, when a villager asks you, like, the villagers will still come up to you and be like, oh, I came up with this nickname for you. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can tell them I don't like that and then give them a new one. You should give them Geralt. Yeah. So they call you Geralt. Oh, that's, that's a good, good idea. Good. My villagers are all calling me guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> they, all of them, all of them. One of them was like, can I call you guacamole? And I didn't have the heart to tell him no. And now they all call me guacamole. Oh, man. It got around town so fast. I want them all to call me Big Papa. I'm going to do that. (laughs) I love it when you call me Big Papa. Exactly. I just remembered Greg's named his his town, uh, his island, uh, Smallville, which is very Uh, unbranded. That's very unbranded. But it's like annoying because some people have like really good names that mean a lot or like cool um fictional places and i'm like don't call it pen don't call it pen don't call it pen that's a joke that only really works written down but (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) so sorry i was literally about to be like oh is that a lost thing is that a lost no 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 you just meant penis land it would be funny, but I think I'd probably get banned from all Nintendo online services. Yeah, someone would go to Isabel and be like, Lucy's Island's name is oh a little inappropriate. I don't want to live have, Then you have Isabel on your back. Yeah. Don't want that. No. Yeah. Uh, another thing, too, that I wanted to shout out about Animal Crossing are the villagers just in general. Like, the things they do and the the activities they take part in are really adorable. Like, you'll go and see them stretching in the in the town square. Aww. They do yoga. They'll be like... They'll do yoga or like they'll fall asleep under a tree or read a book under a tree. Or you can see them walking through the museum and you'll ask them about it. And they're like, whoa, did you catch this? This is so cool. And it's, it's just like, I don't know. It's it, it's really neat seeing how how much more, I don't know, I guess animated and, and personable these animals are than before. Because like you mentioned in your review, Callie, they've, they've always been like funny and clever. But now I feel like they're funny and clever and they have these like cute personalities that shine through just in their stuff they do every day like i have one uh one character named genji and he's super into working out so every morning i'll see him like with like some dumbbells just doing curls and like a workout outfit and and he'll be like you know just getting my daily routine in here and i'm like i love this wait he's called genji it's called genji and he calls me otaku like overwatch (laughs) 
he's like he's one of the like Japanese amazing Japanese. Uh, they have like different outfits like all of the villagers have rain outfits some of them have little rain hats um, they have pajamas they have workout clothes they will like it it's the, Lucy's gonna cry <laughs> the detail is amazing the little, work, the little workout clothes oh I God. almost started crying because I walked, I said this in my review, I walked into the town square and one of my villagers was singing a song to himself. <gasps> and I was like, Jake can attest to this. I was just like, I can't believe it. And I like, <laughs> I watched him for like a half an hour sing this little song. And then another villager came up and sat down and watched him too. Oh my god. The best thing I've ever seen. I've been taking so many screenshots. Um yeah. I also today I, I went to Hamfrey's house. Hamfrey is one of the three hamsters who lives in my town. And he is his he's like a, a cranky villager is his personality. And he goes Same. <laughs> he goes like, Hey kid, have you used a computer before? What am I saying? Of course you have. But today was my first time. My friend showed me his computer and he asked me about the hard drive and I was like, I walked, I didn't drive. <laughs> I was like, what is, <laughs> oh what is going on? Shout out to the localization team. The localization team is incredible. Also, there's two visitors who will come, Flick and CJ, who are new and they'll do like, they'll buy like bugs and fish. Flick is bugs, CJ's fish. And they both are incredible. Flick is like a goth bug enthusiast and he- oh. He, one of my favorite things he says. You met one of those before, Lucy? <laughs> I, think, I think I've dated one. <laughs> he, like, he says something like, uh, it would be pure hubris to assume we know everything there is to know about insects. Woof. I mean, and he has piercing. So right. Shit. Yeah. And then right. CJ, the, uh, bu- uh, the fish guy, is a streamer. Ooh. He has, he does live streams of fishing. And he's like, I got to do it for my fans. And like, every time he comes to your town, he gives you a challenge, like a fishing challenge. And today he's in my town and he was like, "Uh, you got to do this. Like, you got to catch these big, like big fish and three in a row without messing up. Sorry, chat request. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Like, the localization's incredible. Oh, that's really good. I'm so excited to play. One of my... um... (laughs) <laughs> one of my villagers the other day was practicing uh uh safe distances and whatnot because he was sick he was like don't come any closer to me and i was like oh no this is too oh, real is, come on man this is meant to be the escape <laughs> yeah. i know i have a i have a face mask that i got in the game mm-hmm. and and i bought extra i literally stockpiled medicine in the game but i do that in every animal crossing game because if one of your villagers is sick and the store happens to be closed for remodeling and you can't help them. You got to have medicine on hand. Well, now you can craft it and too. And you can craft it. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, anything else you want to add about Animal Crossing? Um, yeah, I think you know the like I said, my review is still in progress. Um, my biggest concern right now is like the pace of upgrades. Um, it it definitely feels pretty slow. Um, but I think there is a lot to occupy your time. In between that, I'm really having fun. I've basically just started like decorating my island and uh, laying paths and changing the way rivers are, like terraforming it. So 
Um, I feel like I have so much more to do and I'm excited because Isabel gives you a, a star rating and I want to get that five star rating. Well, I've also been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons, but uh, a game that I played through last week, which I did want to talk about a little bit, is Black Mesa, which is the mod of Half-Life 1, the community-made remake of Half-Life 1. And I was super impressed. Mm. I have never played Half-Life before. Never played... Well, I, I've dabbled into a couple of times. I couldn't get into it uh, on, on the orange box. I had the orange box. I mostly played Portal on it and a little bit of Team Fortress, but I could not get into Half-Life for some reason. And I figured it was just because I hadn't played one. Uh, so I decided to finally play one through Black Mesa, and I was super impressed. I loved it all the way up until the last level. And I know they've made changes. I think it's called Interloper. I think they've made changes to it from the original to make it better. But man, was it still rough. It was so they've bad. changed. They've was it? I haven't beaten Black Mesa. I'm actually playing it right now. I know that. It, it, so they've changed all of Zen, which is the alien world at the end. Is is okay. Is uh, just the ending bad, or is like all of Zen not? So, great? so I actually really enjoyed Zen itself. Like, I I thought that that section was fun. It was okay, gorgeous. Cool, cool, the cool. it it wasn't too overwhelming. Like, it it was just that last chapter called Interloper, which I I felt like it lasted four hours. Sure. Uh, and it was just running through an alien box factory or something. And there was, I I don't know. Like, I I it was frustratingly long. I was having so much trouble getting through it. Other than that, I thought it was fantastic, though. Do they still um, keep the uh, weird baby final boss? Weird yep. Baby alien. That's still there, yeah. Which which was a fun final boss fight. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is one of those games that just completely botched the final boss, huh? Oh, but yeah. I played well, it, and I was like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's... it's like I, I was expecting like levels of Bioshock's one's last boss, but, but I thought it was much better than that. It, it, yeah. it was a fun fight, to say the least. Uh... But I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm bummed I never played Half Life I, before. This. I, I I highly recommend it. It's like I think it it's like you don't need to play Half Life One outside of like the curiosity of it all. Um, if you're somebody who like just wants to know what that original version's like, like if you just want to, I I would tell people nowadays just like go play Black Mesa. It's Half Life One, but better in almost every way. I would say. Like, yeah, even yeah. if they do botch that ending, like, the ending of Half-Life 1 was also not great. Like, Zen kind of sucked in the original, so at least it's better in this one. Yeah, I, yeah. like I said, I enjoyed Zen. Um, I think the thing that confused me the most, which I later found out, was because there's DLC, or there's a, there's an expansion for Half-Life 1 uh, that I oh, didn't yeah. play. Because I started Half-Life 2, and one of the characters was like, it's me, Barney, do you remember me from Black Mesa? And I was like dog i just played black mesa and i don't know who the hell you are uh and then i was talking to alessandro barbosa and he's like oh yeah that's because there's a there's a there's uh an expansion that was that he was in the expansion for half-life one and i was like well i'm not playing that so i guess you I'll don't need to read it's a paragraph fine. on what that was to fill me in that's the um, thing is like half-life one story is like kind of minimal like like black mesa actually added more story from two into mm -hmm. the original like uh dr kleiner and eli vance who are major characters in two and like all the other games aren't even in half-life one like they yeah. show up in black mesa they like retroactively put them in but like yeah i don't think you ever really really need to play that original game for for story outside of just like a plot synopsis you could look up 
Yeah, I might do that because I did start Half-Life 2. And so far, maybe it was because the remake is newer, but so far, I'm not super into Half-Life 2 yet. Uh, maybe I got to play more. I think I'm only on like chapter five or six. So I still have a ways to go. Where are you at? Uh, I just finished, what is it, Highway 51? Highway. What's the one with all the bugs on the beach and you're in the Oh, yeah, the highway, highway. Nah, I forget the name of it. Um, highway something. Yeah. I just finished that. Uh, did you and, not like, and I did like that level. Did, did you not like Ravenholm? That's kind of the big Ravenholm level that everyone cool. loves. Okay. I really liked Ravenholm. I, I see why everyone really liked that level and like how it just kind of flips to horror. It, it, and you can definitely see like, I don't know. I saw a lot of like Left 4 Dead inspiration oh, sure. from that specific section too, which I thought was pretty cool. Even though Turtle Rock is, you, you know, the, the original Left 4 Dead was not Valve, but um yeah, I was curious because, like, it was one of those things that, like, at the time, like, blew your mind because you just, like, weren't expecting the game to, like, do a complete 180 and become, like, a horror game for, like, you know, an hour. But at this point, like, everyone knows about that level. So I was I was curious if it still held up as someone who yeah, hadn't played it. I don't know if it landed for me as much as it did at the time just because, you know, it, 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 the game looks kind of dated now. Uh, it still looks great, to be honest, but it looks dated. And I did know that their Ravenholm was the where it becomes kind of a horror game because you know people have been talking about it for so long, and I had known about it. Uh, but I still really enjoyed that level for the most part. But I, yeah, it, I'm not super into Half Life Two quite yet. At least not as much as Black. At least not as much as I was into Black Mesa. So I, I'm gonna keep playing because I want to try to burn through all of them before. I don't Half Life yeah, Alex. I, I'm gonna say if you're not into it at this point, I don't know if you're gonna fully get into it like if you're not into it by that by by ravenholm it's like i mean the rest of that game is still great in my opinion but like i don't know i don't i don't think it's gonna necessarily change i don't think your mind's gonna get changed yeah Um, well can't stop now no i'm curious what you think of the uh the episodes because they they integrate alex more into the game like she's a she's like a companion character who follows you the whole time and like especially episode one introduces some like really interesting like puzzles and mechanics that utilize her as like a companion character um so like i think it does a decent job of of mixing things up and there's like a car you get into and it like they move outside of the city so like the environments are a lot different um, okay yeah like i like those episodes quite a bit but yeah i'm, I'm super curious what you think of them yeah I, i'm definitely gonna keep playing it I, I i think part of the reason why i like black mesa more is that i really like that area 51 style setting where it's like oh you're going through this factory and there's all this weird classified stuff that you're not supposed to know about but because there's a disaster you have to go through here anyway and there's one point where a scientist is like you know more than or gordon you know more than like any one man should ever know and i was like yeah (laughs) this feels really cool and then like the opening to half-life one i thought or half-life two was fantastic with city 17 but like yeah when I started distance myself away from there, I was kind of losing interest. But like I said, I'm going to keep playing. Uh, anyway, shall we move on? Sure. Yeah, go on then. We've been All playing right. a lot of games. Uh, mm-hmm. Damn. I, I, well, Animal Crossing and Half-Life. That's about it. I didn't get to talk about Well, I don't really need to talk about it. All I'll say is I've been playing Last of Us again, and it was a bad idea. You shouldn't, shouldn't do that. <laughs> I had right the now. same thing, except with Plague Inc. I re-downloaded Plague Inc. like a moron. Mm-mm. So, so like, 
<laughs> the last of us like the now that i've like gotten into like the 20 years later and it's like everyone's clickers it's like okay this is obviously its own thing and i don't really it, it like now it feels fine but that opening 15 minutes like you find like a news report talking about like mysterious infection that's like people hospitals overcrowded and quarantining cities and i'm just sitting there going like oh god this no is thanks. a mistake no yeah no thanks that intro is brilliant. That it's really good. Cool. It's still that game. It's it's fun replaying it because the well the act the acting and the dialogue holds up incredibly well. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah. like some of the the sharpest writing and acting I think in games. The gameplay sometimes doesn't hold up. I've I've had a lot of weird like bugs with like character walk cycles. Like they just keep walking back and forth or, or like the it, some guy not seeing me in stealth or a guy seeing me when he should have shouldn't have like I, mechanically i don't think it's held up as well um and i'm very very excited to like play too because i want to see like how they improved that because I, I feel like very confident that like the story and the writing is probably going to be good so i feel like mechanically i want to know like how they've improved it because i do think that is not aged great yeah i mean what i what i had played of two at the event god a couple months ago more than that uh was that it it still retained that like you know how uh last of us it was very difficult to kill people early on like they they made your aiming really Mm -hmm. really shaky and you had to make sure to get headshots if you want to take people down and enemies were very persistent it still has that but it doesn't feel as clunky or cumbersome Okay, cool. Uh, at least from what I played of Last of Us 2. I, I think part of it is just playing as, as Ellie over Joel because I think even uh, Naughty Dog and Neil Druckmann shared a tweet today of how much more agile Ellie is compared to uh, Joel. And I remember that sticking with me, especially from what I played, just because yeah. you could climb up things, jump on things. Uh, I felt much more limber and quick, uh, w- w- which was exciting. I'm so excited for that game. Yeah, me too. Cool. Yeah, same. Oh, really quickly. I just really quickly want to say I watched Bling Ring last night out of desperation. That movie was boring as shit. Bling Ring? <laughs> I, that movie what was even so that? boring. What was uh, Emma Watson's accent in it? Bad. She was going bad. For Mar- yeah. She was going for Valley Girl, and like I don't think Emma Watson can play stupid. Like, she can't act. Like I don't think just... she can act, period. That, too. I, yeah. I, it was not a good accent. She couldn't do Valley Girl. And at one point, she goes, I want to rob. Oh, God. And I was like, that, it, it was honestly like, we were just, my mom was just like, let's Google some Netflix shit to watch. And that was on a list. So we watched it and we were like, that was phenomenally boring. I can't believe we watched that movie. So. Well, we watched Dawn of the Dead the other day, which is a great movie. <laughs> I didn't realize James Gunn wrote it. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, but yeah, we watched that the other day. Um, oh, quickly. So uh, let me explain the mental connection I've just made in my mind. <laughs> Zack Snyder did <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. Everyone always says about Justice League, hashtag release the Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. Did you see the shit that went down about cats? Yes. yes! I was about to bring that okay. up. Okay. <laughs> so a viral no. tweet. Okay. Brace yourself. Okay. A viral tweet Raced. went around. Oh wait, wait. Let me let me read it out and find it. Hold hold. You're please. just going to like the the text thread with me into more. <laughs> okay. So 
A VFX producer, a friend of a friend, was hired in November to finish some of the 400 effects shot in Cat's movie. His entire job was to remove CGI buttholes that had been inserted a few months before. Which means that somewhere out there, there exists a butthole version of Cat's. Release the butthole cut! Release the butthole cut. But also someone, someone replies to that tweet with... But that also means that a conversation was had about both putting the buttholes in and, re- and then removing them. <laughs> well, this episode's going to be called Release the Butthole Release Cut. Release the Butthole Cut. <laughs> oh my god, hang on. Wait, some of, these, some of these replies. I worked for Disney many years ago and we made the grave mistake of printing thousands of marketing pieces where Mickey had a butt crack. They made us destroy all of it because Mickey doesn't have a butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Pokemon has all these like wild rules about like different things you're allowed to and not allowed to say about Pokemon. Like of course Mickey like canonically doesn't have an ass. <sighs> anyway, release the butthole cut. Sorry. I just really had to explain my little <laughs> jump in thought processes there. PlayStation well, 5. Yeah, should we talk about the PlayStation 5 details? That was a exciting stream. I watched all of it. All I can tell you is that the uh, the hard drive the, the or the solid state drive is going to be really fast and you can't buy other hard solid state drives that fast for another year or two. Can we talk about the production value of that video? Yeah, I feel like that's the best thing to talk about. <laughs> I, with this. I saw a lot of people being like, man, that was awkward. And I was like, I love that they attempted to like make it seem like it was this like conference you had. So for the, they had like fake... I, were they like real? No, they were real. They were no, real because they, were... they moved. Because I spent but, a long time looking to make sure that they moved. But I'm pretty sure it was like a animation, like an animation. Like they recorded like ten minutes of them mm. and then just like overlaid it. What like speed? Like the yeah, speed. Like... Or they just play it on loop. <laughs> Maybe, dude. I'm I not. I'm not sure what you're talking about. And I don't remember the context. <laughs> dude, speed is a great movie. When did that happen in Speed? I haven't uh, seen it's the bit forever. where they're on the bus and they fake the security cam footage so they get everyone to sit really still and then they loop the footage to make the terrorists believe that, you know, they're not veering off course. Oh, but then it gets yeah. ruined because the woman picks up her bag or something and the guy's watching. He's like, we've been absolutely done in here. Yeah, I think that's what they did because I was looking at it and I'm like, I'm Speed that has to be... Like, just a loop of people they did. Uh, anyway, I, I appreciate that they went all in on that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, people... I saw so many tweets being like, oh, this is so boring, blah, blah. I'm like, this was their GDC presentation. This was always yeah. going to be about tech specs. I don't understand what you want from them. But also, I want to give, like... I host a lot of things as a job. Like, we all host things. Jesus Christ, Mark Cerny, like, not only is he, he spoke the entire, what was it, almost an hour, he didn't stumble, he he was so eloquent, and he was explaining concepts that, I don't know how he did it, he's some kind of wizard, but it was like, he was explaining concepts that were both high level and for lay people at the exact same time. 
and he didn't it was in like incredible and also he was basically just a one giant asmr machine mm. super intimate yeah that was like, it was so impressive <laughs> i mean it's, I, it's it's not for like i know i wasn't the target audience for that talk mm-hmm. but i was still like damn it, it yeah. really takes a lot of talent to condense complicated topics mm. not condense but like uh get them down to I, something that's understandable for anybody um, yeah yeah god he, I, I, he's so intelligent like i am yeah. genuinely afraid of how intelligent he is i want like god the thing it's one of those know. things where anytime like him or like uh uh what's his name um john carmack like talk i'm always like what are you doing making video games like why are you working on this and not something like super serious that could actually help the world i guess video games are helping the world can help i i want to know i want to know what they do in their downtime i'm sorry i'm really just still thinking about the things he must know (laughs) (laughs) like God, just the way he was talking about it, like it was nothing. And yeah. I'm sat there trying to keep everything straight in my head. I was like, Jesus. Well, okay. Now, now I'm thinking about what Mark Cerny does in his downtime. Yeah, I want to. Well, he plays Knack. Yeah, well, well, yeah, Knack just plays <laughs> Knack. I was too, thinking. Maybe? We interviewed him for that, didn't we, Callie? We did. He was um, so lovely. He, he was really he nice. He was really nice. Yeah. Like. And I felt bad that I was, I felt so bad that Knack is a meme. Like, I really got emotional about it after because he was really, really sweet to us. He was so sweet. And we weren't, oh, what was the other thing that was happening that we weren't allowed to ask him about? <laughs> it was like, this is only, about... oh, I think it was just like PS4 at large. And yeah. I was like, no, please, please keep your, like, PR was like, please keep your questions focused on Knack. And we were like, yeah, we were like, oh. But he's the architect of the PlayStation 4. There is so much more you want to, like, we want to talk to him about, but. Mm. Like, he was so nice. And you can tell that that's his, like, that's his passion project. And it's, but what does he do in his downtime? I think he, like, reads books and drinks tea. Yeah. Do you think he, like, has, like, a special interest hobby? Like, maybe he reads a lot about, like, zoology or something. Oh, Ooh, yeah. there you go. Because, like, I, I have a lot of fun reading up on, on like, what animals could be cryptids you know i don't know if mm. anybody else has done this but sometimes i'm like sea monsters what could they be and then i read on google for a while <laughs> maybe, maybe he's he really into like, like that real life murder maybe oh if he's a murderino i would love that <laughs> That'd be... damn we gotta get him on the podcast <laughs> he was i don't maybe he, he was too sweet to be a murderino yeah he's too sweet not that we're like horrible awful people but he was so sweet yeah um, I'll email Sony. I'll ask. Hey, what if we really want to interview Mark Cerny about his hobbies? Just, just what he does. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm with Jake. I think he's like really into tea to the point where like, like people who are really into tea, they only drink loose leaf tea, right? And like he knows that like green tea is just a minute, but black tea you want to steep for like four or five minutes and herbal tea you want to at least put in for seven minutes. And then like he has like his whole, he has different tea. Are you a secret tea person? His tea routine. I have a friend who was really into tea and we would make oh. tea and we had cast iron teapots. Uh, my old roommate. So we would like, we had these cast iron teapots and we would get these nice like tea steepers 
and like a scoop, a tea scoop that scoops you the exact right amount for one cup of tea. I used to have a kettle that had different buttons for um, specific types of tea, like oolong, darjeeling, earl grey, because different teas need to be brewed to a different temperature. They do. I think Mark Cerny's really into tea. Yeah. (laughs) I just revealed things about myself. (laughs) I'm just projected onto Mark Cerny. Jean-Luc, what do you think Mark Cerny does in his free time? (laughs) Uh, A bug collecting. I think he. I think he collects bugs. Uh, okay, or, or like maybe he collects flowers. It like presses flowers, you know. Like oh, into like a little in, book. In, in a yeah. book, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Wait, are you? I think what we're all saying is that Mark Cerny's an Animal Crossing villager in real life. <laughs> like he just oh, has all these wholesome. It? He has all these wholesome hobbies. <laughs> he knits, you know. When do you think we'll hear more about PS Five? Man, that's a good question. Part of me is like wondering if it's gonna get pushed from yeah. holiday. Well, like, Microsoft doubled Microsoft doubled down. Like there was the um, they accidentally one of their sites said coming Thanksgiving, and then Microsoft went nope, still holiday, twenty twenty. Um, I also feel like someone at Microsoft was just like sat with their finger over the button there. Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, to be fair, that's what PlayStation did to them with ps4 and xbox one right mm. like they would just wait for one of them to go first and the other one would be waiting oh was it the the um like the presentation that they did for the price of the ps4 and it looked like it had just been knocked up like that day oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah. so i feel like they're <laughs> just kind of in that game right now um but i feel like maybe they'll wait until last of us is out of the way and then they'll yeah, then they'll probably do a big event online. I could see that. It's interesting too because uh, he, he Mark Cerny kind of mentioned that backwards compatibility won't really. I mean, it'll kind of be a thing with the PS5. Like some PlayStation Four games will be playable on your PS5, but it won't be to the extent of the Series X, which will play all your Xbox One games. Mm-hmm. And some 360 games and some Xbox games, mm, yeah, uh, which I think is interesting, right? I think everyone kind of anticipated that this next generation, everything would be backwards compatible. Mm. Uh, and uh, even people were theorizing that you could be able to play like PS1 games, PlayStation 2 games, PlayStation 3 games, but it's clearly at least not now at, I think le- at just, least not yet it's not the case. It just speaks to how difficult it actually is to do that because they were saying that, one of the reasons they were saying is that the PS5 was so fast that it would games wouldn't PS4 games wouldn't be able to run correctly because of how fast it is. So they have to go in and manually tweak. It's it's the same thing with like the the whole reason Xbox 360's backwards compatibility is just like they would dull them out like you know a week at a time or whatever is because they have to manually go in and like tweak them on their end to like get them to function properly. So I it's like. Cause, cause like I, I want to say like the PS3 had like PS2 backwards compatibility that was like a straight backwards compatibility, but that was but only would... in some consoles. They mm-hmm. they got rid of that. Yeah. Yes, and I had one of those, and there would be games that had problems. Like I played, I tried playing Persona 4 on my PS3, and and um, the like lower bar where it tells you where you are had no text, so That's I never weird. knew which I never knew which dungeon floor I was on. Like you'd have weird graphical hiccups like that. So I think like. The idea of just like a, here's just a straight all-in-one like backwards compatibility solution is like not 
really feasible in terms of like there's going to be issues so i think they're making the right call by like doing it more like case by case and they're going to really like make sure each game works properly but mm. i am a little disappointed i was really hoping I, I don't think i didn't think it was gonna happen but there's a part of me that was like i, I wish there was like ps3 backwards compatibility because there's a lot of like really good gems on that system that you can't play unless you use like playstation now which i don't really care for yeah i'll be curious to see what they do with playstation now too because right now it kind of seems like it's well, actually i don't know i i, I it's hard to say what stadia is up to but it, it, it seems like that is the streaming service that's kind of lagging behind i could be wrong though i have not used PlayStation now much, apart from playing a bit of Red Dead Redemption. I think they'll roll uh, it into a PS Plus subscription. I would hope yeah. so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, because that's, like that's what Microsoft's with Microsoft's doing. games with gold or Microsoft's uh, uh, gold or whatever or Games Pass. When you like having that is so nice. Having the, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right, though. Like uh, their their Game Pass Ultimate comes with gold, and it's supposed to also come with XCloud, which mm. is their equivalent of now. XCloud. That's the word so, I was looking for. I think Lucy's right. Like, if they want to compete with Microsoft, they would also need to make this like really appealing all in one like bundle package that gives you everything. Anyway, should we move on to questions? Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into it, though, if you've got questions please feel free to email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com. We were a bit light on questions this week, which is understandable. I feel like a lot of people have a lot on their mind. But if you find the time to send us a question or if, I don't know, we'll read it no matter what, and there's a good chance it'll be on the episode. Uh, So, yeah, feel free to send us a question. But, Callie, do you want to take the first one? Sure. Hello, After Dark crew. With the end of The Outsider and the start of Westworld, I have a question to throw your way. HBO has hired you to create a new show based on an adaptation. What video game, movie, or book would you adapt? My choices would be Mass Effect because I feel it would make a better show than movie. Also, I would like to see a Bioshock show that takes place before and during everything going wrong at Rapture. Thank you, Josh from Ottawa. I do say, so first of all, thank you, Josh, for writing in. I do want to say I don't want to talk about Bioshock because I've gone this long without getting spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, this isn't a spoiler for Bioshock, but like speaking of Westworld, um, Westworld season three, because I'm doing the recaps on GS uh, Universe, the plot of Westworld season three so far seems to be the plot of the Minerva's Den DLC from Bioshock 2, in that there is a computer that controls human beings. (laughs) (laughs) And I was watching it and I was like, I've also just played Bioshock 2 and Minerva's Den like last weekend. I was like what <laughs> this is not a coincidence like the nolans and uh jonathan nolan and lisa joy they must be gamers like it's i know it's a sci-fi trope but i feel like they must secretly have enjoyed bioshock too well, i feel like westworld in general had a lot of references to games and whatnot just <laughs> from the couple episodes i watched there's some real capital g gamers over there oh That's hbo absolutely mm-hmm. yeah although um can we just take a brief not moment of silence because that's so awkward on podcasts but just to acknowledge that the outsider just went so downhill rip dude i haven't finished it oh i stopped it i don't know if it's worth finishing it i yeah that's what i heard and like there's one line in the last episode that actually made me kind of emotional but i think it's just because i didn't have friends growing up and it just hit a very specific part of me but other than that i 
I mean, classic Stephen King. The bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I have such a hard time. I think I would love to see a um, screen to the moon adaptation. Mm. Um, I say that because I think a lot of games work primarily as games. Um, like the game stories that I like could only be games uh, that I like best. So like Undertale, for example, I think it works specifically because of the game mechanics and how they interact with the narrative. I think um, Gone Home is impactful as a story because of how the mechanics interact with the narrative. Uh, To the Moon, I, I love, I cried so much playing that game, but I don't think it needed the game mechanics to be that impactful. I think it was just an impactful piece of writing on its own. Um, and so that's why I think it would make a really good film adaptation. Um, I think a Red Dead Redemption HBO show in the vein of Deadwood. Damn it. I was going to say that directed by James Mangold Mm. or show run by Mm. James Mangold. Yeah. I feel like it would miss a little bit of that, like that feeling of the futility because it's not you doing it, but would I watch it? A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. 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 Red Dead for sure, or Last of Us. That'd be a good one to turn into an HBO show. <laughs> that one, I, I, that's another one. I don't know how that works without you in the the driver's seat. I would, I'm very interested yeah. to see how they translate that because, um, I think so much of what makes that. St- I mean, because there's an argument to be made that The Last of Us is just the road, the video game, and um, that you know. I think there's there's a layer that you get from the interactivity. Uh, I'm very interested to see how it translates. I think for me, it's that it's just a straight adaption. Like, it's going to be really hard imagining those characters and those scenes redone. Because I feel like mm-hmm. I'm just going to be comparing it. Because like I was saying, I playing it, I'm still, like, engaged in those cutscenes so much. They feel so well acted that Mm -hmm. I'm going to be watching that same scene on a TV show and I'm just going to be comparing it and I'm going to be like, oh, well, the Joel on TV didn't deliver it as well as Troy Baker did. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's going to be a a really big hurdle to get over. Yeah. Well, I mean, to Callie's point too, I feel like part of the reason why Last of Us struck such a a chord was because you were the one pulling the trigger. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the second... You, you, they could still do it, and I'm sure it'll be. I, I hope it's good, but I feel like it's going to be a very different story if you're not the one who's doing these things, because I think a lot of the emotional payoff in that game is when you reflect after you finish the game and you're like, "Oh, that was me who did all those terrible things to protect someone." It's not watching characters do it necessarily. I mean, it still is, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's still cutscenes where you're not in control of, but like. Like, I think of that last scene, sorry, last of the spoilers here, but when you go into the, uh, when they're about to operate on Ellie and you kick open the door and there's the doctors there and you don't have to shoot those doctors, but everyone does because they're feeling so worried and defensive for Ellie. So they go in and shoot those doctors, but you don't have to shoot them and they'll just back off. Mm. They'll just like drop their knife, their scalpels and be like, you take her. We, we don't want to do anything. But so many people just run in there because they're so invested and they pull the trigger. And I feel like moments like that are what made that game so special. And I don't know how you're going to replicate that on the show, but that's not to say that you can't tackle different themes within that world with with those characters to make it resonate i still can't believe uh craig matson is doing that and borderlands oh yeah huh he's writing the borderlands movie 
Now that's you, a movie I don't need. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I don't know how you do that at all. <sighs> that Unless you make it like Tales of the Borderlands, which was sure. Funny. Make it a Saturday morning cartoon. That would be a great addition to the Tales series mm-hmm. of RPGs. Tales of Symphonia, Tales of. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to get, give us a shout out for avoiding the phrase lunonarrative dissonance for so long. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Uh, no. I will say, though, I like Josh's suggestion of a Mass Effect mm. show. I would I would watch the hell out oh, of a Mass yeah. Effect show. I, I think you can make the same arguments about like, oh, but part of Mass no. Effect's thing is that you get to make the decisions. But, but the world, the world building. I would building, still watch it because that world is dope. Mm-hmm. Like that you have like an entire lived in, you, you know, you have a universe to occupy. Whereas, you know, when you're talking about like a one-off story, I, I mean, I, I think especially the shorter this game, the, the less world building there is generally so it's like you know gone home takes place in one building so it's like not, not gonna give me it. my garris vicarian c-sec cop procedural show yeah watch the shit out of that That'd be so good every week i would watch the oh, shit God. out of that yeah yeah me too so good one of my favorite moments in games is when uh you have to recruit archangel and you don't yeah. know who archangel oh, is so bad and you cross the bridge and it takes off his helmet, and it's Garrus, and you're just like, he's back. And he's got, like, one <laughs> leg up on the couch, and he's, yeah. uh, like, changing, uh, and, like, reloading his gun. the first thing you can say is, like, you look like shit or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Man, I should yeah. be play those games. Oh, they're hey, so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I always thought Mass Effect, especially, like, 2, just... Well, Again, I agree with you guys. I don't think I'd want maybe to directly uh, adapt the games. But, like, I remember when I played 2, it is almost formatted like a TV show. Like it's like each... episode arcs yeah. are in each Yeah, one. like each mission where you, like, recruit a person, do their loyalty mission. Like, I'm just like, that is so, like, you could you could be like, oh, the, the first half of the season is, like, recruiting everyone. And then the... Uh, mission where oh, I forget the planet Horizon where they the with the collect where the collectors kidnap everyone. Yeah. That's like your mid season break, and then you have like the second half, and then <clears> the <throat> big season finale would be the collector homeworld. Like I always thought, as a, as a high schooler, I just was like, man, that'd be so fucking cool. Uh, Write a script, send it to HBO. HBO, yeah. <laughs> script to HBO from Jean Luc. Scripts yes. at HBO dot com. <laughs> I'm for sh- your consideration I, I don't think I ever like wrote anything but I guarantee you I like thought about like how it would be structured as a kid like Aww. this is what I would do and this is who I'd Aww. like cast as a as a person for Mass Effect um otherwise I don't really know um maybe Yakuza would be kind of weird and interesting I don't know though because I something about it as a game about like walking around and doing all those like weird side quests is like what makes it work for me. I don't know if it would work as a TV show, but I I think the world of Yakuza is like such a interesting blend of like serious, you know, uh, macho badass Yakuza plus like goofy nonsense. You could, you could make something I think out of that world in a TV show. I mean, in a similar vein, sleeping dogs. Oh yeah. Sleeping Sleeping dogs had a really good story at the heart of it. It is. It's just a really good, like, Hong Kong uh, action film. God, that game's good. History Channel Assassin's Creed series. (laughs) 
you know who could probably direct a good Yakuza show or movie? Bong Joon-ho. Maybe. Because he, he is very good at swinging between, like, serious funny, serious funny. Oh, yeah. I feel like no. that could work. No, totally. Yes. No one's going to bite yeah, on my history is. channel idea. No, I think that's a great idea. Say it again. It. Sorry, I was I was thinking about Bong Joon Ho. <laughs> <laughs> I said History Channel Fair. Assassin's Creed series because they would oh, totally aliens. Exactly, they would totally like make it alien. <laughs> so it's just like a guy talking about like how like George Washington secretly had like a, a piece of the uh, whatever they were. I don't even remember the what they're called of anymore. Eden. Pieces of Eden. God, I, made yeah. a, I made a video about it once where I had to try and describe all of the first civilization stuff. <laughs> I was really into that stuff in, during too. like the Assassin's like, Creed 2 era. It was so dumb, but I, I loved it. It was so funny. But then it got to Revelations. I was like, okay, we've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Lucy, do you want to do the next question? Yeah, this is from Robert J. Hello, After Dark crew. Kudos to everyone that's still working hard during this time. What have you all been doing to stay sane while being stuck inside during this pandemic? Thanks for reading. I hope you'll stay safe and healthy. And same to you. Um, I have... I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I've sort of changed my routine. Um, I work... I, like... I change my hours. Um, so I'm 9 to 5, and then at 5, I just shut off. I have in my calendar, like this is the time that you exercise and then I have I like cook more um I live near a park so I can go for a walk to get out um I don't know I'm trying not to be I don't know like I do try and get changed every day I don't work from bed um I'm actually reading books that I wanted to because I have so much more free time I'm watching Castlevania I'm doing Westworld like there's still plenty of stuff it's just the hardest balance for me is like we all use our phones so much and sometimes that's a good thing to get informed but at the same time it can just be relentlessly crushing to your uh anxiety because there's so much misinformation too so i i'm using twitter a whole lot less i'm using social media in general Mm -hmm. a whole lot less and like i have push notifications from the bbc because i feel like that's the stuff i need to know about rather than I don't need to read every article about what's going on because it's just regurgitating a lot of the same stuff. But if it's a push notification, that means something's changed and I should know about it. But yeah, that's kind of it. I'm just trying not to, I'm trying to talk to people more, like reach out. It's kind of it. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I would say a big thing for me is just getting up, exercising Mm -hmm. and like not staying in bed, making sure to get dressed, make my bed, like not, like try not to get into the mindset of like, oh, I'm just going to work in my pajamas and then yeah. like eat breakfast at like 11. I'm trying to stay on top of that sort of thing. I think this weekend I'll try to go for a hike or something like that because I can't imagine there'll be a lot of people around. Yeah, this weekend is the one that's going to be weird for me. Like I already, because I have so many meetings anyway, is that I've booked out 12.30 till one thirty is my lunch hour and I've had it in my calendar like that for a couple months now and it's been great. And actually that's been helpful as like keeping normality. They're doing some cool things at work. I don't know if you guys saw your email, but while we were recording, like they're setting up little just informal Zoom hangouts that we can chat to people in the office um, twice a day to make sure that people are still 
like talking because it's super important. That's idea, actually. Yeah. Uh, the UK boys have been doing it all mm. week. It's really cool. Like, because I'm still on the UK calendar, I can see them twice a day. Like, Aww. they have little, they, they have, they've Aww. been playing Smash together at lunch times because yeah, they play, <laughs> they play Smash at lunch and like, they have tea breaks and so they've put that in the calendar and they'll make a cup of tea and just sit on a Google Hangout and it's, that's, that's really nice. It's super cute. Um, but yeah. yeah. In the Discord, I added like a virtual office voice channel. I did wonder what like, that was. <laughs> like that would be something similar because I've seen that in a couple other Discord. I was going to explain it, but then yeah. I got distracted and didn't. But like that- my idea, because I'm in a couple other Discord channels that have that. And it, it was just not, it's not called virtual office, but it's something similar. Mm-hmm. But like people can just, if they're online, hop in and just like chat with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured that would be handy. I had that idea, but I wanted to take it a step further where you create individual channels and each channel would represent your, your desk. So you, when you're in that channel, you're sitting at your desk and you're like, Oh, I'm going to go see what uh, Jake's up to. So I'm (laughs) going to go over to your desk (laughs) and then, or like, cause in the office we'll have things happen. Like, Oh, everyone's going to go around Rob's desk because we're all watching a really funny video. So you'd be like, oh, hey, everyone's like hanging out at Rob's desk in the Discord. What's going on? And you go there and Rob's like screen sharing like a YouTube video or something. <laughs> That's so cute. That's a good idea. That's really good. That's really cute. Um, yeah, I, I would say I'm, I'm not doing a great job keeping myself sane so far. Um, but I'm spending a lot of time with my dog. My dog is undergoing, she's on like a medication course right now and basically at the end of it she either gets put down or she doesn't so it's good that i'm home with her um yeah and i'm worried about my grandma uh because she lives by herself and yeah so i'm like not doing Uh, great (laughs) i feel that like my big thing is that I it's it's weird moving countries right because I've always had this kind of like pocket of money where it's like if I needed to go home this is my flight money this is my emergency money and now I'm at the stage where it's like if my mum gets sick or if my dad or my stepmom it's like I'm I'm stuck here and my mum today god love her she was like oh blah, blah blah I'm gonna go to Pilates and stuff and I'm like no you're fucking not gonna go to pilates what are you talking about and then she like messages me back like an hour later and she's like oh I just got an email pilates has been cancelled i was like yeah no shit <laughs> um and so it's weird but like you can't let yourself think like that everyone's in the same uncertain boat and i'm, I'm lucky that like i have friends back home where i told them i was worried about this and they immediately just went look if anything happens to your mum, we'll be there so oh. it's just it's just distance and i think the whole thing about this is that everyone is in the weird boat of like everything's just so uncertain and so like i don't know about you guys but i've been listening to a lot of podcasts like that i normally listen to but now and like watching youtubers and stuff that i usually watch but now it has like a different meaning because i'm more grateful for that stuff Mm -hmm. because it is Mm -hmm. just like taking my mind off things and so that's been quite nice like it's weird the whole thing is weird. Yeah. My Yeah. My grandpa had pneumonia a couple months ago. So we're like uh mm. you, are your lungs recovered? Please say yes. So yeah. it's just like it's it's like I 
w- should have been more worried about him having pneumonia, but I wasn't at the time. It's just like weird mm-hmm. perspective shit. Mm. Yeah. I think because it came on so quickly too. Yeah. With everything. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry we got sad there. It's my fault. We no, it's not your fault. We haven't done that in a while. What was the episode that we did, and we all just got like super sad at the end? It was like, well, okay, we'll see you next week. <laughs> was it when we were talking well, we about we were talking about being that made us cry yeah. or something? Uh, yeah. And then one of well, last week was sad because Peter. Yeah. yeah. Today, this Peter. recording is Rest Peter's Peter. last day. Oh jeez. Oh yeah. my god. But anyway. I have been walking the dog to get outside, so that's good. I like it when um, we're on meetings or on a call and you can just hear your dog going mad in the background. <laughs> oh my god, the dogs. So like, my dog, whose name is Lucy, which confu- is so confusing. I named I can, her- I can tell the difference like nine times out of ten. But sometimes you say something, I'm like... <laughs> I know, I told, I told Jake like... I texted him like a week ago where I was like, oh, Lucy might need surgery. And he thought I was talking about you. Because you were sick. You were sick too. You were out. And I was like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> What's going on? And then like, I think you were on a podcast or something yeah. like that. Or yeah, you were on the podcast. Like three hours later, you were like, oh my dog. And I was like, okay, that's still bad. But I was I was very concerned for Lucy for a second. Thanks, man. They... they then there's like a she's 12 and then there's a much younger one a three-year-old dog and and he uh it was a rescue and he's he just loses his mind anytime like the garbage truck drives by and she's just like oh we're barking yeah we're barking it's barking time (gasps) so i've been apologizing for them for the last couple days it's so cute i mean today portillo pooped on greg while he was streaming so (laughs) I saw that on Twitter. Oh my god! Oh, I mean, dogs are dogs are great. Dogs are magical. Like, I didn't even realize that happened, and I was in the next bloody room. <laughs> as long as he's not pooping in here, that's fine. <laughs> he's been known anyway. To. Should we uh, wrap this thing up? Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jean Luc, did actually did you talk about what you've been doing? Oh, geez, nothing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like most of my time has been, like, setting up, like, making sure I can, like, do shit from home. And then uh, me and Georgia, uh, my girlfriend, just trying to find things to do. We do not have a pet, unfortunately. And we've been, like, wanting to get one. And then we're like, ah, we don't have the time to get one or we don't have the money. And now we're sitting here being like, we should have got a pet. We we need a, a furry creature with us to comfort and love. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I started doing ring fit again. Nice. Yeah, because I've I was got like, too. time to get that exercise going. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I I already don't exercise enough as it is, and now I'm definitely not going to be. So uh, doing that more. Um, haven't gone outside since Thursday. I should probably take a walk or something. Wait, since last Thursday. I think Don't so. What? Well, no, no, no. I went in. No, on. Yeah, didn't you go in the office? I did go into the office yesterday or two days ago on Monday. So no, I did go to the office on Monday. Okay. I did do that. Well, you're allowed. To, you're allowed to. I mean, San Francisco's in a weird lockdown. We're allowed to go for walks as long as it's with people that you live with. Yeah. Um, and that you stay six feet away from other people. 
it's a bad combo because we already are homebodies. So it's just, it feels like it's an excuse to just stay inside. Yeah. And we're like, it's not great. Like, I definitely should probably walk outside <laughs> more often. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was episode 33 of GameSpot After Dark. Thank you so much for sticking with us uh, for these next couple weeks. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to keep going until they tell us to stop. Um, <laughs> That's grim. Now, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you never know. Uh, but make sure to email us questions if you've got them at afterdarkpodcast.gamespot.com. Uh, John Luke, where can people find you on Twitter for all your uh, hot Doom takes and impressions? Uh, you can find me at John Luke Seipke. And Lucy? I'm at Lucy James Games, hashtag release the butthole cut. That'll be the title of this episode. Thank you. And Callie? Uh, Inky Dojiko. Do it. Do the song. I N K Y D O J I K K O. Say the line, and... Bart. <laughs> Sorry. That was really good. Thank yeah, you. that was really good. Yeah, that was I am good. weirdly, I mean, yeah, it says a lot about me that one of the only impressions I could do is Milhouse Van Houten. <laughs> <laughs> the real ho. Oh, hell yeah. That might be my island name. Thank you. <gasps> oh, I'm, I'm so gonna be jealous. Oh, that's good. Thrill Ho Island. I'm actually yes. like literally right after this, I'm doing Talking Simpsons. So, <gasps> oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Uh, anyway. Oh, we've got to do it for this week. Yeah. Oh no, you already did. Oh, what do we have to do? No, I was gonna say you already. Johnny, sorry. Ignore me. It's the end of the day. I'm so sorry. I derailed this. Well, we'll see y'all next time. I promise I'll fix my mic. Wash your hands.